Welcome to It's All Connected, a Marvel Studios podcast brought to you by MCUExchange.com. All connected. Everything. So how is it that we're hearing way much more about Civil War than Ant-Man? Because people care more about Civil War than Ant-Man? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's... The, well, sure, if you want to simplify it. <laughs> uh, it is amazing to me that, like, we're getting more press, it seems. And I know it's not official press. It's like sneak peek, behind-the-scenes type stuff, but uh, still Ant-Man really nowhere to be found. I'm not being bombarded with Ant-Man trailers as I am used to with the Marvel films. Yeah, I, I, I really think it's tough. I say that, but last year kind of proved to be the exception to the rule, but I think it's tough to do two movies like that so close together. I mean, you have Age of Ultron in May, and, and then you know, Ant-Man in July. Now, last year they had a little bit more of a gap because it was uh, it was Cap Winter Soldier in April and it was Guardians in August. So there was a little bit more of a spread. But I don't know, maybe part of it is because uh, Age of Ultron didn't, like, light the world on fire. I mean, I say that as it crossed the billion-dollar box office threshold, but, like, it's it's not... I'll, I'll I'll derail a little bit here. Now that Mad Max has come out, it's like everyone is going crazy about Mad Max, and I don't hear that same over-the-top enthusiasm for Age of Ultron. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I've seen both of them at this point, and, uh, you know, if, if I'm not a Marvel junkie, which I am, you know, Mad Max might excite me more because um, Mad Max was awesome. But um, and, and you know what? We were just kind of talking off the air a little bit. You don't have to know anything to watch Mad Max and enjoy it. It's a <laughs> it's a two hour car chase. Yeah. Um, you know, you have to kind of be invested, I guess, in the Marvel Universe to really get into Age of Ultron and, and, and all that. Because, Russ, it's all connected. And this it is. is it's all connected. Episode 63, I think. You're correct. Excellent. And I am John, and this is Russ, and uh, we are without friends tonight, but we are going to spoil the crap out of the big Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2 two-hour finale, which aired this week, and there were some doozies in this one. Yeah, this was uh, pretty insane. I mean, I, I don't... I, I, I Let me back up a little bit. <clears throat> Before we get into that, uh, we're a little light on news this week, Uh most of it is what John already talked about, which is Civil War stuff we're seeing. Oh, we saw the Crossbones costume. Yeah, uh, I guess before we get in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I know that's a big thing for you. I, I was curious what you thought. I, I like it. Um, Crossbones is kind of easy for live action. You know, we, we talk a lot about, like, how they, you know, they have to make Captain America's costume believable and more realistic. And, and you know, all of the different, uh, you know, how are they going to do Hawkeye? He can't have the purple suit with the H on his forehead. You know, we've talked a lot about that over the last couple of years. And Crossbones is really easy. It's kind of like a paramilitary, 
you know, police type costume. And in sure. the comics, it's, I think, like a ski mask with a skull on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they went with like a, a uh, what would you call it? You know, a tactical helmet. Yeah. yeah. You know, that he kind of, I like the idea that he kind of like spray painted the shape of a skull on it and the X across the chest plate. I mean, I think it looks badass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I think they pulled it off pretty well. Indeed. And the rest of it is pretty much what we've seen prior. I mean, Cap's costume looks exactly like it did in, in Age of Ultron. I mean, I'm sure they made some tweaks to it. Uh, you know, I'm sure if we got a better look, you know, we could find differences. It looks like uh, Falcon's costume is the same as it was at the end of Age of Ultron, which I'm sure that's why they popped him in there, because they had that done. Um, I guess we saw some civilian get-ups that uh, Scarlet Witch and Black Widow are in, so... Nothing, um, you know, nothing big. I guess Sebastian Stan uh, put out a tweet of himself on set, you know, with the black ball cap and the and the black jacket. Right. Um, but, yeah, things are gearing up in Atlanta. That's for sure. Yeah, sounds that way. I've seen a lot of stuff on uh, Twitter and other social media about, like, extras and, yeah. you know, casting for that sort of thing. And should be cool. Yeah, I mean, the only... and. There's been a few things going around, like we said, uh, Age of Ultron passed the billion-dollar worldwide threshold, which is pretty impressive uh, in and of itself. I, at this point, we don't have full weekend numbers, but it looks like Pitch Perfect's probably going to take the weekend unless it takes a serious dive. Uh, Avengers could be third, depending on how Mad Max does, uh, but when we record next week, we'll we'll, we'll have a little bit better. Um, and now, there's a lot of sources out there that are confirming, not to get too far into Spider-Man talk, but... Uh, that Asa Butterfield is confirmed for uh, Spider-Man. Now, Marvel hasn't put out a press release for that yet, and we haven't seen anything official, but at this point, it, it looks like it's, you know, um, you know the, the you know cards say, you know, yes on Asa Butterfield. So Now, uh, remind me, this is the kid from... Hugo and Ender's Game. Oh, Ender's Game. Okay, yeah. okay, great. And Ender's Game is how many years old at this point? Two? Two? Yeah, two-ish. Yeah. Okay. So he could look considerably different than I remember him from Ender's Game at this point. Not too much. I've seen a recent photo of him, and he looks a little more mature, but not a lot. Uh, I mean, he's just, I guess he's 18. So he definitely can be 18 and pass for 16. Not like... Some of these guys that are, you know, 28 and try and pass for 16. So it's interesting to me that, um, you know, I think they've gone on record officially as saying they're not doing another Spider-Man origin. Yep. And then they went really young. So, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You see what I'm getting at? So, like, yeah. if he was bitten in high school and we're not doing an origin, I guess we're doing like year one, which is all right. Not this is not a criticism at all, but. You would think, you know, in, in my mind, when they said no origin, I thought they'd go like mid twenties, early twenties, oh, whatever, yeah, no. and, and just pick it up, you know, from from him being Spider Man. Yeah, I think I think part of the deal with this is lock somebody in young that isn't a huge superstar that they could sign to an eight picture deal or something like that, and then you know be able to you know have somebody that they can they can grow on both sides of that franchise. So cool. Yeah, it's good stuff. But uh, yeah, I think uh, now that we're past the season finale, I think the next episode will probably be news heavy. Uh, 
as we get closer to Ant-Man, as more stuff comes out about Civil War, uh, as the Spider-Man stuff kind of gets finalized, I'm guessing we'll probably, uh, Jessica Jones, I think, I'm, I would imagine before too long we'll probably have a release date for that. Um, so I think there'll be a lot of news coming up in the next few weeks to yeah. carry us over. And then uh, I know soon, I, I, I don't know when, but I know soon, meaning probably in the next couple episodes, I think we're going to start really focusing back on Daredevil because we've we've kind of been neglectful of of Mr. Murdoch in the in the last few episodes since we did that uh the live show. Right. And and this is the Shield finale. So anything that we get backed up on whether it be Daredevil news or user comments and stuff like that, uh we will have time now to breathe a little bit until Ant-Man. Yeah. So, SOS parts 1 and 2. SOS this was, yeah, I mean, they pretty much pulled out all the stops for this. I mean, I was not expecting it to be this nonstop for two hours as it was. I mean, we, we kind of talked, based on the way they left the last episode, that this was going to feel like three episodes as part of one. But this these two episodes definitely felt like a single, uh, you know, a single cohesive story. And it was just, uh, I mean, these, these are t- probably two of my favorite, uh, this two-hour vlog is probably my favorite stuff that they've done in this show. I mean, it was just, I mean, we've been a little, I think we've been a little down on, and I say down, uh, but, you know, not not saying it's a crappy show, but we've been a little down on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I think, in the last several several episodes, that it's been, it's been good, but not great, and I think, I think this episode definitely kicked things up a notch for me, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, they, they finally found a way for me to you know, merge a couple of storylines like Ward is working with them against the Inhumans. You know, it took them a while to get to that point. Yeah. And we kind of were doing Ward a little bit. We were doing Inhumans a little bit. Hydra was still around. Uh, the other S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. which, you know, <laughs> you know, they were jumping around a little bit. But it, this felt really focused and uh, had some really cool stuff, definitely, including Mr. Hyde. Yeah, what did you think? I guess we'll start there. What did you think about Mr. Hyde? What did you think about what they did as far as prosthetics and everything else? Um, you know, it was it was okay. It wasn't um they didn't go for I I think they kept it safe. Let me put it that way. Yeah. We've caught some flack recently for like talking about flash and stuff, which, you know, too bad. But um, <laughs> you know like with Grodd, they went for it and I don't think they pulled it off. And and here they did Mr. Hyde, but they kept it safe, which is probably a smarter play than like going totally bonkers with him. Yeah, I'm I am I mean, what whether whatever you thought of the prosthetics, I'm glad they went that route instead of trying to make him like some hulkish CGI concoction. Exactly. because um, on a TV budget that would have looked terrible. Uh but yeah, I like the I, one thing I I like with the hide thing they did. I thought the teeth and the hair made it a little. That, I guess if I had two, if I had any complaints, it would be the teeth and the hair. It just made it a little, um, a little silly. But I like what they did with the veins. You know, like the veins in the neck and yeah, in the hand. I I thought that was that was a nice touch. And um, but yeah, I think it I think it served its purpose of trying to, uh, you know, to get that across without without just really going full tilt and then just kind of making a mockery of it. Yeah. I really liked when he was gearing up for it, but it hadn't happened yet, like on the plane, yeah. and he's got the headphones on, and he's like singing to himself or whatever. Yes. And yes. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, yeah, I think they, they, 
overall, I think it, it worked. And I'm glad they – it was a nice build, right? Because we've been waiting for it and waiting for it and waiting for it. And then we finally – you know, we finally got it at the, you know, last episode of the season. So I thought – again, I, th- I thought that was that was good. I, I feel like, too, one of the things that they, they did with this season and something we talked about a few weeks ago is they finally were able to – I feel like now this is its own show. Like, I don't know that Civil War is really going to have or should have or need to have direct impact on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, I don't know that that's going to necessarily, uh, you know, that, that they would have to hold anything back or make any changes or, or go in a different direction because of that. Um, I, I, I feel like they finally put to bed, um, you know, just a lot of that weird conflicty stuff, you know, Age of, Age of Ultron kind of put the kibosh on Hydra. Uh, we kind of saw that throughout. Uh, now, granted, I think basically what Ward has devolved into is the head of whatever Hydra becomes, whether he whether they call it Hydra or whatever. But uh, he's definitely in charge of whatever remnants of that organization are left. Right. I hear what you're saying about feeling like it's 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 it is its own show, but I feel like they're still drawing Civil War lines and. We're going to jump to the end a little bit, but we're talking about Cal, so whatever. Um, the fact that they put Cal in the Tahiti program, so to yes. speak, um, like awesome, did not see it coming, was no. wondering what was going on when he was working in the pet store or, or whatever. You know, if it was a flashback or a flash forward, I couldn't quite put my yes. finger on it until he said something about it being magical, which was awesome, awesome moment. But that's a pretty immoral move by, by Coulson. <laughs> and I think it's something that they could bring up, like when they're drawing lines and they have to bring in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. somehow, maybe he gets called out on the carpet for making a move like that. And You know what I mean? Like, it just, it still seems like they're separating, you know, the team into different areas, or it could be separated into areas later on. Yeah, it's funny because one of the things we talked about last week was that they would give Ward that treatment. Like we thought maybe that's what they were going to do with Ward is is give him his happy ending and then they would have to, you know, pull him out of uh, out of retirement down the road. And it looks like what they did was they just switched around and it's Cal that's going to be the one that that has that storyline, because I don't think that we've seen the last of him. And I don't think I'm pretty sure at some point down the road, he's going to he's going to be brought back into the fold for whatever reason but i i think i think part of it is they they saw in the end that he did well, i don't know if you call it the right thing or not but you know when he took out when he took out jai ying it was like and and he i think at that point sky realized what was you know where his loyalties truly lied what you know where his love was and i think at the end they just kind of felt maybe sorry for him that you know he he didn't start out to be a bad guy, but the whole serum thing and everything else just kind of like scrambled his brain a little bit. And I, I think this was just kind of a way to, to give him a bit of a happy ending, which I don't, I don't think that was a bad thing. Uh, what? It, so what, one of the things we found out too is what Jia Ying's real power was. You know, we know she could. It, I mean, we thought it was like immortality, and it turns out it it really wasn't immortality. What she would do is suck the life force out of people to rejuvenate herself almost like a you know a, a vampire 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or like, um, it actually reminded me of Rogue a little bit. Sure. I'm yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah. I'm not as X uh, versed as you are, but uh, it seemed like Rogue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, she wasn't stealing powers from anybody, but right. Yeah, it's stealing life force, which right. Uh, yeah, very similar to to that. Um, and that and that's what happened to that village in China. You know, we were wondering, like, okay, so he patched her up. She was missing organs and and stuff like that. He literally sewed her back together. But uh, but I guess she was alive enough. And the reason that village was wiped out was she literally sucked the life force out of every person in that town. It wasn't Cal that went through and just murdered everybody. It was her, you know, pulling, sucking the life force out of everybody to heal herself. And Cal kind of just took the took the brunt of it. Do you think, um, do you think Cal will be back in any serious role? I mean, do you, like, I could see them popping in on him every once in a while, maybe, or having, you know, I don't know. I think, I think just because this is a Whedon show and I've seen him do it before, I, I think, I think they're gonna cut to him every now and then. We'll see where the brainwashing isn't a hundred percent. Like, he'll be doing something and, like, have a, have a, like a memory or a flare or something like that. And he'll start seeking out, you know, maybe what happened. And I think eventually, like I said, I think, I think very similar to like one of the characters in angel. Um, I, I think he'll, he'll come back in the fold and probably kind of like go out and blaze a glory kind of thing, you know, where he kind of comes back and, um, you know, to do something and then, and then end up sacrificing himself. Or maybe they have to bring him back. Right. Right. One or the other. Yeah. I was very happy that we finally got Mac to be Mac, or what yes. I was hoping he would always be, you yeah. know, um, which is badass, you know. He was cool with the axe and the whole, his actions and everything. It was like, finally, this guy gets to, you know, not be sneaking around or not be just fixing something while right. action is going on. <laughs> when you were watching it, did you think, like, so he picks up the axe, and you're like, why an axe? Like, it just seemed like an odd weapon. Uh, and it, I guess it was like, you know, as as, as our, our podcasting buddy Jordan would say, like the whole Chekhov's gun thing, right? I mean, they, you know, he picks up the axe, he uses the axe, and of course the axe ends up being a, a pivotal plot point at the end. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I just, I liked, uh, I like that Mac is... He, you know, he's basically like, I don't trust you. I don't trust anybody, but I realize that my place, my place is here. Like I, I need to be here if nothing else to just make sure I keep everybody, especially Colson in line. Like he's still, I, I, I was much better. Like this is my, this episode was the, the best I think Mac has been. Like I, I wasn't a real big fan in the, in the past few episodes with the whole, like him getting so pissed off at Colson. And just feeling like, you know, he doesn't trust him and everything else. And so this was the first time I've like, okay, like you said, you know, this is the Mac that we want. This is who we want to see. Right. Nice callback to the battering ram. Yes. That was cool. I like that. I like that. Um, how about Raina? Yeah, how about Raina? Uh, I guess because I really, I thought she would make it through the end of this. I didn't think they were going to do away with her. I guess she, uh, Ruth Nega is headed to Preacher. She is. She is. She's gonna play, um, Tulip. And that, yeah, that, yeah. Which but is, I, a, it's a, a, um, coincidence, right? With the flowers and. Yeah, yeah. 
But I just thought because they went heavy prosthetic with her, I thought they would just either a, you know, the AMC show is probably only going to be, you know, typical 13 episodes or, or, you know, 10 episode, probably a first, a first, a 10 episode first season, if not a six episode first season. So I thought she'd have plenty of, you know, swag time in there to, to pop up here and there on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I thought at worst they would just recast her. You know, they would just, you know, put somebody else in the prosthetic and nobody, you know, most people aren't really going to notice. Uh, so right. I was really surprised to see her get offed. Um, and I like the whole explanation or her rationale about uh, being the thorn that protects the flower. Yes, yes. That was cool. You know, yeah. it all kind of made sense at one time that, you know, Daisy was really the flower girl, if you will, the whole time. And, and, uh, and Rain is the thorns. Right. I like the flip, too. I mean, I think we're all pretty much convinced. I, I thought, I mean, we knew something was up with Ying, but I, I like the flip that it turns out that Reyna wasn't scheming and conniving um, to be evil. She really felt like it was her place to kind of lead everybody. And it turns out that Ying was the evil one uh, and then flipped it on Reyna. So I thought that was, a, I, I thought, I liked that twist because um, I didn't really see it coming. And they've played that game with us a few times here in the last several. Sure. Sure. I must say that I think my favorite part of of the whole block was that whole bit with Bobby Ward and 33. Yes. That I mean there was some crazy tension going on when they were kind of like you know when they were looking for Bobby and they were moving around and there was a lot of you know cuts back and forth and just they just did a really good job of with everything going on in this episode of just building up that tension. Um, yeah. And and the fight that again the fight choreography is 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 just getting so much better on the show that you know that fighting between Bobby and Ward and thirty three was just man it was it was just really really good I, I was I was really impressed yeah that definitely uh and 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 included in that is the rifle connected to the trip wire while while uh, Hunter. Hunter thank you is trying different doors and stuff oh yeah yeah. Yeah, that was really good. And yeah. uh, another fight, the Sky May fight with yes. the the use of um, slow mo and stuff. Yeah, some really good stuff. I I agree. Between that tracking shot, was it last week or two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, yeah. And um, and the fights in this one, they've really stepped it up, which is great because that was something in the beginning that we thought might have been a little on the weekend. Yeah, I really think that between. Between Arrow, between Daredevil, I really think that, or really hope, you know, that the folks behind this show are just like, yeah, we've got to, we got to step our game up. <laughs> um, and so far, they've done a really good job. So, so kudos for sure. Another uh, fake out was, um, you know, Ward getting the gun in May's gut and firing off a few shots without any hesitation. Yep. And then we realized very quickly that it was actually thirty three. Yeah. And and that's a whole interesting dynamic because we've been talking about Ward's possible redemption all this time. Yeah, yeah. And now he has a reason to just be the enemy and, and come after the S.H.I.E.L.D. team. Yeah, it's funny because every time, you know, we, we've talked about this, you know, since the end of last season. is just, you know, Ward's redemption, Ward's redemption. And, you know, I think we've all been pretty consistent in saying unless they mind wipe him, there's no way that Ward can redeem himself unless it's in death. Like if he, if he were to sacrifice himself for the team, uh, then I think he can. But 
it almost seems like this was the writers telling the audience, like, hey, everybody, he's bad and he's never going to be good again. Like, like, yes, this is this is it right here. <laughs> yes. Um. So it, it'll it'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. And it, it was it was interesting to see that it really affected Ward. Uh, so, you know, I think some of that play he had with 33 wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't BS, that it was legit. So Right. And and that's good because that happened kind of fast. Um, You know, his, like, connection with 33 and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. they're driving it home that it was real at least, which is good. Um I like it better this way. I liked, I love that little area where we had crazy evil ward, where he had like the hotel room filled with the ropes and shovels yes. and dynamite and stuff. Yes. Like, I think it just works much better than him trying to work his way back into the team and Simmons trying to murder him. And yeah, I, I just think it works better this way. Yeah. And I think based on the end of this, I don't think that. I think for a while he was maybe trying to see if there was any way possible he could get back in. And again, I think the writers told us last episode when he kind of went in through his whole speech of, uh, yeah, we're going to go in. And, you know, he's trying to be buddy-buddy. And the team pretty much looked at him and said, yeah, we'd stab you in the head right now if, if we could. But right. um, so, again, I, th- I think I think he realizes now he is on the outs uh, and, you know, he's he's done with all of them. So. I like it. I like it. And I've heard rumors that it's looking more and more like Ward is the big bad for season three. Like he is, you know, he he's that that's who they're going to be up against. So, right. We didn't see Talbot. I, I really thought we'd see Talbot in the, or a stash in the last right. last episode. We didn't know Talbot. I'm excited about the little tease for the powered team that uh colson would like sky to head up yes that will have to be kept a secret yeah which is a big nod to the secret warriors that we've talked about often yeah yeah and daisy johnson in the comics is a member of the secret warriors i don't think was she leader at any point i have to reread that stuff that was one of my favorite comic runs but unfortunately i don't remember they put her Man, I know I'm going to get – I'm trying to think of it. I thought at one point she was in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D. for a brief – She was. Yeah, for – yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I don't remember if she was ever in charge of the Secret Warriors. I think I think Nick Fury was always yes pulling the strings with that team, like giving them the missions and, and stuff like that. Yeah, he definitely leaned on her to take the forefront and to kind of be his right-hand person. Uh, on that team, but yeah, it was Fury was always kind of behind the scenes there. And there is a character that kind of fits Mac. Um, you know, I don't know where they're going with. You know, Mac was affected by the Cree, I guess, for a little while there. Maybe there's something there. There's a character called Stonewall that would fit Mac's sort of stature, and you know, he's yeah. a giant bald guy that you can't. Uh, you can't penetrate his skin or whatever, you know, <laughs> that would be interesting. I-, I guess we skipped this in the news. They've kind of scrapped the idea of the S.H.I.E.L.D. spinoff, but yet there's still another Marvel project in the works. You yeah. know, if that would end up being Secret Warriors, I would pee myself once again. Yes, yes. 
yeah, that would be an interesting way to go is to to have the two shows and one of them, you know, headlined by uh, Chloe Bennett, which is not where we would have expected this to go at all. So, no. And you can they really exist together? Like, what's the point of S.H.I.E.L.D. if the Secret Warriors are on the show and they're all powered and can just use their powers to yeah, I don't know. defeat whatever? Because it, it's pretty interesting because we've got the carrier, we've got basically the hidden base, um, and, and then, you know, granted, we've got all these um, uh, Quinjets around, too. So there's there's a lot of... Uh, you know, the, the, their base of operations is kind of much wider than it was, you know, halfway through the season even. So, yeah, I'd be curious to see how they where that division is split uh, when it when it comes to season three. And, you know, Marvel obviously has been like the trailblazer in the movies and they've kind of sparked DC into doing similar things. You know, maybe DC's. Uh, excellent job of television and showing them that, yes, yeah, superpowered team might be able to work on television. You know, maybe that has sparked some of this movement as well. Maybe so. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, I mean, you know, it seems like movie and TV executives are very famous for, you know, jumping on the bandwagon of what works. But, um, but yeah, there's something to be, to be said for that. So the way this ended almost seemed like, it was kind of funny because it was almost like a maybe like a like an Avengers one kind of ending. Maybe maybe even almost I guess Age of Ultron ending where people kind of went their separate ways. I mean, we see that May, whose locker number was thirty three, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, um, decides to pack it in. Now it wasn't clear <clears throat> to me, at least it wasn't clear whether she made it seem like she was going away permanently or she was just taking like a leave of absence. Um, and going back to her husband. They kind of left it open-ended. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if next season they started talking about, oh, May's not answering our phone calls and she's dead set on not coming back. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, uh, I guess the big elephant in the room is uh, the the crystal gets, gets dropped and Coulson, you know, it, it's like the typical slow-mo, the thing is, you know... Yeah. <laughs> flying in the air, everybody dives, uh, Coulson ends up catching it. Um, and it's funny because he caught it at first, and I'm like, wait a minute, didn't they say that the diviner was like, you know, I was like, surely some of that diviner would have gotten on the outside of that crystal. Yeah, and, yeah. And then his, you know, just like halfway through that thought, his hand started to change, and I was like, <gasps> um, and then, you know, Mac, of course, with the axe, just like, Boom! Just gives him the, just just cleaves it off. Um, That's that was crazy. That was probably of all of the crazy moments, and we're about to get to another pretty crazy one or two (laughs) pretty soon. That one blew my mind. Yeah, because you know, like we're geeks or whatever, and immediately it's like, how are they going to only have him with one hand next season? Are they going to CGI it? Are they going to put him in the green glove? You know, you know, like, can they afford that? You know, like all of that crazy stuff starts going through your mind. And then I'm like, ah, this is also a world where they can use a spider robot to fix your brain. They could probably give him a Luke Skywalker hand, you know, and a glove, you know, or. Yeah. That's my guess is either, 
maybe that the, the the genie will come out of the bottle and you know he'll say something about basically Stark knows he's alive. Or how about even um what's her name from Age of Ultron with the coffin that regenerates skin like it did for Hawkeye? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, Doctor um What's her name? Cho. <laughs> yes, Doctor Cho. Yes. Could they could do it in a heartbeat. They could go, Oh, he's seeing Doctor Cho and he walks back in wiggling his fingers going, It's like it's like new, I can't believe it. It feels a little like plastic. You know, or whatever they said in yeah. Age of Ultron. Yeah. That might be a little bit of a cheat. Uh you know, because, again, so they killed him and they brought him back. Now they cut his hand off and it comes back. I don't know. Yeah. The only thing yeah. I can think of maybe, too, is, you know, he does have the, you know, the serum in him. Um, He may just regrow a new hand. <laughs> sure. Uh, Swamp Thing style. Uh, So that's that's possible. But, yeah, I just I thought it was I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, I just I, again, unexpected. And I think they're just, you know, again, they just kind of pulled off all the stops. Um, we got a little bit of, it felt like Fitzsimmons again, uh, you know, with the banter back and forth and them, you know, kind of back. It it seems like they put kind of all the baggage behind them and, and they're, they're trying to kind of get back to where they were is the way I took it. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the whole, um, as Fitz is trying to ask her, you know, to dinner yes. that, that worked really well. And I mean, I guess if we're doing them, we can maybe skip to the other holy crap moment. Yeah. Um, and again, I got to tell you, at first, I thought it was Graviton again. For like, I know, I'm telling for you. For like a split second, I thought it was Graviton. And I know, Morgan, it doesn't make sense that Graviton would be there. I know. But it's still a very similar liquid substance in a box. Yes. So I guess the door was left open or a ch- or a trap was set or, or well, who, something. Somebody was banging up. Like, didn't – did – who was banging – who beat on the door? So my memory's failing. Somebody was uh, – or was it Fitz that wasn't – he was doing something to it and uh, – I don't recall. Anyway, there was a – it was it was somewhat clear that something had been done that made it seem like that box was, was open. Um, but yeah, so what do you, what do you think? Do you think she literally just got sucked up into the thing? Do you think that she got taken to some other dimension or do you, I mean, I really have no clue where they're going with this thing because it came so out of nowhere and we know it. What do we know about it? We know that it stops in humans from being in humans. Is that basically, yeah, it's, it's some like master you know doomsday weapon as far as the inhumans go so and it's just odd like it's an odd design how it's like a rock but it has those very square like holes in it yes and it's it's just an odd thing in in general and i wasn't expecting it to uh suck her up in there that's for sure yeah i know i was like oh my god like that was just i mean it's one of those episodes where it's like okay when they cut Colson's hand off and they shot Bobby. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's that's pretty dramatic. Like that's 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 pretty drastic. I mean, obviously we know Bobby's not going to die. We know you know Colson's still alive and fine, but um then to see this, you're just like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on top of on top of the brainwashing. It's like and <laughs> let's not forget the crystals leaking out into the ocean and going into yes. everybody's tuna fish. Yes. So <laughs> 
So what that that's the biggest thing where I've got like a a it was an I thought it was a nice callback to the Incredible Hulk, you know, with the whole where his blood got in the soda and they followed it through, you know, in the in um and the you know that was Stanley's cameo was drinking the, yeah. the soda. Um but I don't like what's the deal with that? So so the crystals go in there, they get chopped up with the fish, they get put in the tuna and they're going So does that mean people are just going to start dying left and right from eating this tainted tuna? No, see I thought that I, I get. Yeah, I guess you're right. I didn't think that, but I guess you're right. Anybody who's not inhuman should turn to ash or whatever. Right. But any, it'll also, won't it also activate? It should anybody who's you know a dormant inhuman? Yeah, it should. Yeah. And again, like, how are they going to follow up on this with the movie not coming out for like four years? I don't know. The only thing I can think of is that. With the whole Inhumans movie, they're just going to take the approach that the the Inhumans proper that we know, Black Bolt, Medusa, Crystal, Maximus, all those guys, that they're either secluded or somewhere else in the galaxy or something. And that maybe they'll just, you know, basically say because of the increase in activity that, you know, that's kind of the impetus for them coming on the scene. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I I think, if anything, I think if nothing else, that the you know the biggest tie that Agents of Shield will have to the MCU will be that Inhumans movie. And I think if if anything is going to reference it directly, uh, it's probably going to be that Inhumans movie. Honestly, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent solid that they may not change their mind on that deal. Right, like it's still far enough away that they could shift gears. I mean, if something in these phase. Some of these Phase 3 movies just really hit. You know, I mean, if Doctor Strange just blows the world apart or Black Panther is... Well, Black Panther might be a little too close, but I I, I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting, I'll say that. So that was... Which one was the final stinger? The the fish. The fish, okay. i tell you, some, this was some uh, finale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like I said, I wouldn't... I didn't give half the... the either revelations or crazy things that happened actually did happen. I, it was still would have been satisfying and they just, it's just like they just kicked it into overdrive and just said, we're just going to do all this crazy stuff. I don't know if part of it was, they thought, well, maybe we're not coming back. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I guess, I guess it probably, probably not, but, um, but it was, yeah, I mean, it just, I was really, like I said, I was just really impressed. I mean, it, it, uh, it, I think it, it, it's satisfied on, on all the levels. And, and let's just back up a little bit on on the Inhumans from the show. So Gordon gets it also. Yeah, pour one out for Gordon. And where are we with our little um, electric friends? Um, Lincoln. Lincoln. Um, I think he's isn't he still around? Like, isn't he still with there with? Yeah, he didn't die, right. that's for sure. I just can't remember how they left it. Um, I guess it wasn't really important. I was just trying to put a bow on, like, are we going to be done with, you I, know, Jiaying's whole uh, group there? I don't think so. I think that maybe that might be kind of the the way, you know, that she may or he may end up being Sky's, like, right-hand woman or right-hand man, you know? Um 
bring him back next season to to kind of assist her with this little Avengers Academy thing they got going on. Secret right. Warriors type type deal. Craziness. It's- yeah, I mean, it's, you know, a good finale makes you want the next season to begin immediately. <laughs> yeah. And and, uh, and and that's what I got out of this, which was a good sign because, you know, it was a, a little bit of a lull for me. And I think a lot of it had to do with Ultron and maybe too much Marvel at one time, if possible. Or maybe not too much Marvel, but maybe when you have like Daredevil and Ultron and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. ends up third in that, you know? Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But I think this this definitely ended on an uptick, and I'm I'm glad I'm glad it. Uh, like I said, I just I really kind of get the feeling that this show is kind of its own thing now, and I, I think it's really kind of found its footing. And I'm hoping that it it has this kind of focus that we saw at the end of this episode as we go into into the next season, right. And again, I kind of like what they're doing, you know, so Agent Carter will be back. From what I understand, it's, it's going to be an eight-episode season, just like we did the first season. And I kind of like the split, you know, they, they kind of go through and have that first half, which is kind of like a mini, you know, it's kind of like a its own season in and of itself and has its own arc. And then they, they come in with Agent Carter and then they can, you know, pick up and, and carry on with uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So I, I, I think it's a good formula. I just, I wish... Uh, I wish it would just translate to to more people watching, but uh, right. But it is what it is at this point. Yeah, and obviously they're happy with it. So yeah, I mean, I think again, I just, I mean, not to get too, I mean, not to get too far down the ratings rabbit hole. I mean, it hit like a, a series low for the finale, which kind of baffles me. But um, the main thing with the show is the DVR numbers are very, very strong. I, I, from what I understand, the DVR numbers on this show are stronger than most than if not any other show on television so uh you know that at least gives them encouragement that people people are actually watching it whether you know they're just not watching it live which um i think is is just a trend that's more that that's just becoming more and more across the board i mean people people typically don't i mean i i talk to i don't know about you but very few people i talk to watch anything live i mean if it wasn't honestly, if it wasn't for the podcast and just kind of, you know, doing the live tweeting and things like that, just to kind of feel part of the community and 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 experience it that way, I mean, I would time shift it just to watch it when it's more convenient. You know, I'd still watch it Tuesday, but I wouldn't watch it Tuesday at you know nine Eastern eight Central. Right. Yeah, I'm very few. Um, I'm, I'm at a point where I watch very few shows live. Um, I think right now it's Game of Thrones. It's probably the only thing I watch live. And sometimes the kids and I will get together for the Tuesday night Flash Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. back-to-back deal. But that's about it. Yeah, I mean, that same same for me. I mean, it, uh, you know, if it wasn't for, and honestly, I mean, not not to, to go down, again, too far down the, that track, but if it wasn't for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and, you know, again, the podcast and the, the live tweeting thing, I probably wouldn't watch Flash at 7 o'clock, but I just kind of get myself in that TV mode on Tuesday night. It's like, okay, it's, you know, 7 o'clock and 8 o'clock, I'm watching, you know, I'm, I'm just going to carve out those two hours and just do right. it. Um, you know, I don't, the other shows I don't, you know, that I that I watch, I don't watch live. I mean, any of them. Uh, 
unless it just it's just coincidental. I mean, I think the Arrow finale I watched live just because it just happened like I was home and it was on and, and it worked out. But um, the Mad Men finale is tomorrow as we record that. I'll probably watch that as it happens just because it's it's the end of the show itself. And I have HBO now, so watching Game of Thrones live is kind of like a weird thing because it's, you know, technically starting at at 8 central, I could fire it up and watch it, but uh, I don't actually have HBO as a channel to, to watch it. Right. So I, I started pulling up the uh, Facebook comments because we have a little bit of time. I think that we could hit up some. Yeah. And uh, our buddy Terry Joe Scott says... Uh, did we catch? Well, I lost the comment. Where the hell is it? Here it is. The boat at the end that caught all the fish was called the Medusa, if I saw that correctly. Oh, I did not catch that. I did not either. So we, I, I trust her. <laughs> we might want to. Maybe we could find a screenshot or something to confirm. But uh, that would be a very cool little. Yes, that would Easter egg. Yeah. For those of of you uninitiated and inhumans, Medusa is is one of the chief inhumans, uh, wife of Black Bolt, who is leader of the inhumans. Right. So that would be awesome. We fully expect to be played by Vin Diesel, but unofficially. (laughs) Yes. If nothing else, he's just going to make it so that people are so convinced that it is Vin Diesel. Yes. That they just have no choice. Uh, Oh, Speaking of the Colson thing, so one of the one of our our Twitter Twitter followers that uh, he always comments back at us, um, Phil the guy who who was most unhappy with the fact that most unhappy with the fact that they went down the Colson getting his arm cut off route, and he was very very unhappy and kind of uh, was not real pleased with the writers and um, just just thought it doesn't make sense and uh, I. And it's funny because I tweeted back at him and I said, I said, I, I strongly disagree. Like I, I don't, I, I'm not sure. I, I, I didn't take it as lazy writing. I didn't even take it as bad writing. I thought it was, it was kind of cool. I mean, you know, again, Colson gets to save the day. Um, and there's a consequence. Now, whether that consequence sticks or not, who knows? Um, just because he was exposed to the serum, I don't think it, that automatically makes it to where it doesn't affect him. Um, because he doesn't have he doesn't have inhuman DNA, so there's a difference, right? I mean, getting back into to, to inhuman history, which we talked about on this show before, the Cree experimented with humans and turned them into inhumans as a way to get out of their evolutionary roadblock. So a Cree and an inhuman are are two different things. So the fact that Coulson would have Cree blood in him from the serum wouldn't wouldn't have any impact you know as far as the crystal goes with you know and and what an inhuman how an in, he would be in, affected by the terrigen mists an inhuman is a human cree hybrid is that a fair uh, assessment i wouldn't even say human cree hybrid i would say an inhuman is a human that has been altered by a cree okay yeah, I don't. I don't think the Cree use their DNA specifically. I think they tried all kinds of stuff, and I think that's why things got as crazy as they did. And I think that's why the effects are random. You know, we don't see where you know people when exposed to terogenesis, they don't get blue skin. They don't. Uh, you know, right. they don't. They don't change that way. I mean, it's just random. I mean, you know, some people look normal, some people look crazy. So, uh, no offense to the Inhumans out in the audience. That was not meant as a slight to you. 
you know, we said leave the thread spoiler free, and so a lot of people were like, oh, well, can't say anything because uh, I don't want to spoil. But uh, Daryl says that um, he the show had some surprises, and the fate of Daisy was one that he guessed weeks ago. Yeah, he and he says right, Russell. So I yes, <laughs> Daryl and I. Uh, it's funny since I I work from home, so I kind of on my on my home computer. I usually keep the Facebook feed and stuff up, and so Daryl and I will chat every so often. Um, Daryl from the from the Taylor Network of Podcasts, Daryl. Uh, and so we were chatting one day, and and one of that's one of the things he thought up is I wonder if they'll take Sky and just put her in charge of like her own inhuman group school kind of thing. Um. You know that that she would basically become in charge of the Inhumans, and so that's pretty much more or less what happened. So, well, did and and this is not it's semantics, I guess. Sure. But did Coulson say they never really said it would have to be Inhumans? No. It was powered. Correct, correct. And there are powered people out there that aren't Inhuman. Correct, but oh no, I guess there are, but they're not naturally powered unless they're alien or a god. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we've got, yeah, yeah, exactly. We've got, like, Donnie Gill and, of course, um, Crusher Creel and, uh, you know, obviously Peter Parker and Matt Murdock. And, yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're out there, yeah, yeah. Dennis says uh, he liked it for the most part. A big part is for the promise of the upcoming season. Maybe they should change the title soon to Secret Something. Yes, I was <laughs> thinking the same Secret Something, Dennis. Yes. Yes, yes. Uh, and that's really it. Most people said they liked it. You know, that, that it was a good finale. Uh, RJ said the episode was awesome. Um, John Davis said that uh, the fin- the finale had a lot of spoilerific moments, so he couldn't say anything yet, uh, and, which is true. You know, there were some really good... Um, you could get spoiled of stuff if you were on the social media before you watched the show. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. There were a few doozies as we covered. Yeah, one of the things on the thread, uh, Mary Mary Kirk mentioned, she said, uh, am I the only fan frustrated with the hashtag Stand With Ward fans on Twitter after the finale? Such a kerfuffle over a character that has been excellently done all season. So that was funny that, you know, they actually said it out, you know, on the show, Stand With Ward, or I Stand With Ward, so... <laughs> That was, uh, you know, that's a big like Twitter campaign thing. Yeah, uh, with with uh, Brett Dalton. I I don't let anything on Twitter frustrate me anymore. Yeah, no, I'm with you there too. I don't see anything. Uh, Joseph said, "Amazing episode. That cliffhanger is going to haunt me until S three starts." Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Uh, another another person, uh, platform io says. Cutting off an arm is terrible writing. I now hate what they've done to Coulson. I'd prefer he die than lose an arm. I don't hate it that much. I don't think it's going to stick. I really don't. Again, I'm uh, I'm thinking robotics, uh, Dr. Cho, or maybe Star. regrowth, you know, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they'll get around it somehow. I think it'd be awesome if they didn't, but I just don't know that they're going to... Uh, have the budget to CGI remove Coulson's hand every time he's in a scene or either that, or it's going to be a lot of like um, chest up shots <laughs> and uh, him facing away and uh, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But uh... right. Jay Murph 17 says sky and her mom ruling the world. 
mother and daughter, Coulson's hand. It has Star Wars written all over it. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, there's something I've I've kept in my back pocket. Uh, you know, Ken and I did some time back uh, during the last hiatus. We did our season one or uh, phase one connections episodes where we did a two part episode uh, on all the connections, starting you know went movie by movie and talked about everything that kind of linked every you know the movies together. Um, and one of the things I've been keeping in my back pocket for phase two was the fact that in every movie somebody gets a hand cut off or an arm cut off um, as kind of like a Star Wars nod. And uh, and so it's funny that uh, that as part of the Phase 2, this portion of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had that as well um, with Coulson. So it, the, the streak continues. We'll have to see if, uh, if, uh, if, if anything happens in Ant-Man. Sorry, my microphone was off. I said, yes, that is funny. <laughs> It's my first uh, first podcast. Yes, sure, yes. Uh, but yeah, speaking of which, that's one of the things I think Ken and I will definitely be doing uh, towards as we get closer to uh, season three, because at, the, at that point, uh, Ant Man will be out. Probably, we'll probably do it after Ant Man comes out on uh, at least the second half of it after Ant Man comes out on Blu Ray, so we can just kind of give another look at that. But I imagine we'll do another two part connections episode. Uh, for phase two, which will have a lot of infinity talk in it. Awesome. I may join you and ask questions and leave early. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that's, uh, I don't, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? No. Um, you know, successful finale, as we've said, I, I would, uh, I don't know if we need to rate anymore at this point, but I would rate this very high for the season, and um, I'm look for I'm looking forward to season three, definitely. Yeah, yeah, it's, I I would agree, definitely. You know, a top ten episode for sure. I wonder sure. if um, I I think this you know I could see Ward being the big bad for for season three, and and I can still see. Civil War things going on for when that happens. I wonder if the side story will be Fitz trying to figure out, you know, what happened to Simmons. I'm sure it will, I should say, but that could be a a cool, you know, maybe Fitz goes off on his own to explore that, and there's like an A and a B plot type thing. Um, Unless, do do you think that he'll think that she just disappeared because he finally... You know, she just couldn't go on with their relationship changing or really didn't want to face him again or, you know, like she Uh, just took off. You think there's any chance that you'll think that for a while, maybe? If that's the case, then I think that's weak because that thing is so important. The fact that they wouldn't have some sort of surveillance on that thing 24-7 would seem uh, a little – I think that would be – I think then we could claim – poor writing yeah that, that that makes a lot of sense they do have video um, footage of, of everything all the time yeah but i could definitely see what you're saying is that they need they need to go in search of more information or there's something they need to do and fits kind of being the ringleader on that on that end of it you know where like you said it kind of a b plot for him to kind of uh you know go off and figure out what happened to to simmons or a way to get her back like for, or whatever so right or I could see him like trying to get the thing to take him, and nothing happens. You know, <laughs> like yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I hope I, you know 
we talk about not wanting things to drag out uh, and, and move along swiftly. I hope that's something that doesn't get resolved very quickly. I'd like to see some, you know, development and some, you know, th- there'd be more to this thing, uh, you know, that maybe takes several episodes for them to kind of get to the bottom of it. Yeah. I do like Miss Henstridge, though, so I hope that yes. uh, it doesn't take too long. I, I mean, could there be, you know, flashes to her wherever she is? Yeah, I think it's highly probable. Yeah. I mean, it's just a weird, this thing shows up and it, you know, teleports her somewhere or she's in it or who knows? That's why it's called a cliffhanger. Indeed. Well, I am good to go if you are. I am. I am. So thanks, everybody, for listening to It's All Connected, episode 63. Um, I'd like to be able to tell you to come back and listen to 64 because we'll be talking about X. But at this point, we don't have a plan. So come come back anyway and be surprised. Yeah. Um, but it'll be something cool, I guarantee. Um, but thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, I want to thank everybody that's maybe newly joined to the Facebook group. We've had a, a huge influx of likes to the Facebook page. Um, so that's over at facebook.com slash MCU podcast. Uh, so that's fantastic. Um, leave us some iTunes reviews. If you're new to the podcast and like what you're hearing, uh, then go to iTunes and leave us, leave us a review. That would be fantastic. Um, and check out mcuexchange.com. That's where you can find this podcast as well as all kinds of great things over there. Um, look on your Apple or Google device for the MCU hub, which is a cool little, uh, app that you could pick up and uh, rate, uh, you know, this character versus that character kind of battle stuff, which is a fun little game to 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 kind of play while you're out and about, um, as well as listen to the podcast directly from the app, um, as well as check out all the articles that they've got on the MCU Exchange. So good stuff there. Um, and check out our Patreon campaign, patreon.com slash it's all connected. Um, and again, as we gear up for the June month, we're trying to, to get as many supporters as we can of the Patreon campaign uh, so we can make our charitable donation that we've talked about in the past, um, as well as ho- help support the show. Uh, there's some really cool things that we want to do uh, in the video realm and just to expand out, especially now that we're uh, connected, as it were, with the MCU Exchange. Uh, so definitely check all that out. Um, and until next time, this is Russ and John. And you've been listening to It's All Connected. Good night.